right back. All right. Thank you guys so much for being so patient. <laughs> um, again, the cycle of abuse. So there are a couple of stages to that. First, there's the abuse. Then they move into guilt. Goes right into excuses for the abuse that they just lashed out. Um, the Then it goes back to normal type behavior. And then they build like a fantasy within themselves. And then they set you up. <laughs> and it just continues and continues and continues. And as I explain some of this, um, I'm sure some of you who have been through abuse or going through it yourself, you're going to, again, it's going to be one of those moments where you go, uh-huh, yep, yep. You know, because that's exactly, I know that's exactly what I did. Um, I still find myself kind of doing that going, yeah, he did do that. <laughs> you know, um, so we, we have to be very, very, um, I think you have to be vigilant on educating yourself. Um, as painful as it might be, we have to rip off those band-aids. We have to make sure that our wounds are cleaned out. And if nothing else, just... We, this is part of that process. I mean, if if you had a child and they cut their leg and it started getting a pussy and gross, we're going to clean that out, you know. I mean, the best option is to clean it out as soon as it happens. But sometimes wounds don't work that way, you know. And this is one of those wounds where it's not on the outside, you know. And even if, even if there, there are, say, bruises or something like that, they, they heal on the outside. It's the inside that stays so damaged for so long. And the longer it stays that way, the harder and longer it's going to take for us to heal from those wounds. Um, and that's what can be so difficult with healing from abuse is because the wounds aren't... I mean, you can look fun. You can have a smile on your face because you've had to buck it up. You're in front of family. You're in front of your kids. You know, you don't want the kids to see you constantly being upset and constantly, you know. So I know I did that for years. There were moments that I didn't, that I soaked around the house. And when I did, oh, he let me know it, you know. You know, like, how dare me walk around this way, you know. This is because of him. This wasn't because of me, you know. And... I started just being in such a low, 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 dark place in my life that there are periods where I couldn't put on that brave face for as hard as I could. I, I tried and there were times I just couldn't, you know, um, and those can be extremely difficult. And if anybody is going through any of those moments, I want you to know, baby girl, let your let your light shine. Listen to music. Talk to a friend. Talk to somebody. I cannot stress that enough. Please, please, please. Speak your truth. Because that is the truth. Don't care what he thinks. Or, or you know, oh no, well my friends won't like me. No, no, no. <laughs> that generally, I at least for my experience... It brought me closer to my friends. It it made me realize that I actually had people there for me. I was under a facade that I was in this all by myself. You know. And that I was the only one going through this. Um, 
or just simply, well, nobody would believe me. You know, everybody loves him. There's no way, you know. No, trust me, they will. Somebody out there will, you know. And again, for those of you who are not being believed, ignore those. And just ignore those people. They don't get it. They don't understand it. They don't have that kind of open heart to, to understand that life isn't just a cookie cutter, you know. I can make cookies all day long and each cookie is going to be slightly different. You, what makes you think that us humans are any different? We're not. We are all made very, just the way we go through life is very different from one to the next. I mean, you're not going to have the same type of wonderful doctor that you got when you were growing up, or maybe you did, you had a terrible doctor growing up and now you have a wonderful doctor. Why? Because everybody is different. So we have to understand that. And and I hope you do not stop in you trying to get the word out if you wind up meeting up against somebody who is like, no, I don't believe you or whatever. You know, ignore that. You know, I've had somebody recently close to me that doesn't believe me. And that that hurts. I'll be honest, it does. But I have to get over the fact that, you know, it's not, it's just they can't wrap their mind around that. It's just so far from what their understanding of life is or how life should be whatever the reasoning is and sometimes it's simply because they could be an abuser themselves or a past abuser and they don't want to see that you know in somebody that they care about so you know like i said just ignore the naysayers i know it's easier said than that but please just keep trying to get that word out you will find somebody who does believe you, who is going to hold you, who's going to embrace you and say, girl, we got this. You are no longer alone. And in essence, that's kind of what we're looking for. You need to know we're not by ourselves because you're not. There's many other podcasts just like mine. There's websites. There's, there's things like... Um, Restore My Soul is out there. There's ARMS that's out there. There's the Domestic Violence Hotline that's out there. All these things that are out there for victims, for people who are trying to help victims, for just the understanding and, and, and knowledge of what exactly all of this is all about. So please reach out and do not, do not hesitate. If you need to speak to me, I, I am here. Just email me. I'll I will respond because I respond to every email, every contact I get. So um, to get into the um, cycle and kind of get more into um, the breakdown of this, it's like at the beginning cycle of abuse, when they abuse you, whether it's verbally, um, emotionally, physically, it doesn't matter what, financially, um, even with your animals, whatever. It doesn't matter what the abuse is, okay? Um, but it's their way of lashing out. They get mad at whatever it is. And I don't care if it's just they had a bad day at work and now they come home and you are their punching bag, if you will. And you don't have to necessarily truly be like a punching bag, okay? This could be, like I said, it could be verbal abuse. It could be anything. It could be... You know, we know when we've gone through this, what small things can turn into huge problems. Um, and we're the ones that are stuck trying to calm 
the abuser down. We're the ones that are trying to hold it together for the family or whatever, you know. Um, but it's their moment that they lash out. Their moment that they hit you, the moment that they scream at you, yell at you, call you names, belittle in some way. Um, I mean, I had mine do that right in front of my kid on my birthday. You know, gee, thanks. <laughs> you know, and that was the first time I could say that I really felt like he had done that in front of him on purpose. You know, and I felt like that was completely inappropriate. But there wasn't a whole lot I could say about it. You know, because it was cat was already in the bag. He's already, you know, demeaning me, telling me how little I deserve to even get a card. If, if, if only everybody knew what kind of person you really were, you know, kind of thing. And these were cards I got from his own sisters. So, you know, um, and that's what brought it on because I read out loud my birthday cards and they were just simple birthday cards, but it put him into a rage. That rage is not your fault. And I don't ever, 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 please do not take that because he's upset. And I'm saying upset very lightly, okay? Their abuse has nothing to do with you. Their abuse has everything to do with them. You know, just like, just like when you get mad, there's something within you, okay? There's something within all of us. When something happens and we get upset, there's something within us. Because that is not your normal reaction is to, you know, yeah, I know I got furious. There was periods of time I was just all the time mad. Just mad. Why? Because I couldn't process the abuse that I was being given. I couldn't tell anybody about it. It was a deep, dark secret. I couldn't, I, and I was trying to shelter my kid from it. And then there was a period I'm trying to shelter even my own dad from it. You know, because my dad lived with us. But he made sure, my abuser made sure, that was never something he ever saw. You know, and <laughs> we have to understand that that is exactly what the abuser is trying to do. They are trying to control you. They're trying to control you through their rage. They're trying to control you through their belittling, belittling through, through their nasty ways that they are with you. You know, um... Obviously, the physical abuse, of course, that's a way to control you. I mean, you know, it just is. And and anything that they do, whether it's physical, emotional, messing with your pets, holding off money, spending money like it's running water or something, you know, it doesn't grow on trees. You're a grown man. You know that. Okay. For a three-year-old or five-year-old to think that that's one thing. But a grown man should know better. And he does. You know, because you've been able to pay bills before you met me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, so like I said, they, this is their rage and this is their problem. And I know it sounds like, but it's coming out on me. Yeah. You are the punching bag for his problem. You're the sounding board for his problem. And he will always let you know that you are at fault. You know, and, and that is the first aspect of this is the abuse is that rage, that lashing out, that yelling, screaming, hitting, stomping tantrum that they throw. And we all know it. And it's, you know, sure that term tantrum kind of puts a really good clear picture for a lot of us to fully understand 
that's exactly what it is. It's like if you've seen some little toddler throw an absolute tantrum in the middle of the store. Well, that's what we've had to live with. That this guy is, you know, 250 pounds and he's, you know, 6'1 or, you know, or whatever. Okay. He could be, you know, 150 pounds and 5'7. Okay. It doesn't matter how tall or short the guy is or woman for that fact. But like I said, I speak from the, uh, perspective of being a female was abused by a male so uh forgive me for the he she's but that's where they're coming from um and after the abuse after they rage they're gonna throw guilt on you because um he's worried of being caught bottom line because see it's like a mask he wears when you think about it the mask is when he's out there and whether he's outside of your room your bedroom, your house, whatever. When you speak to people about him or you hear people talking about him, they like him. He's a, he's a nice guy. He's this, he's that. And a lot of times you will hear, oh, he's a cool guy, you know, or something to that matter, okay? They don't mind having the guy around. He's funny. He plays music. He does this. He can cook. He can da-da-da-da. Okay, yeah, he's got skills. He's got talents. He got you. He's charming. Yes, that's what he does, Okay. Um, but he doesn't want anybody to know that behind closed doors, he's a nasty SOB. And I, and again, I'm putting that very lightly because I can't, I can't even, there are times when I try to like label the type of behavior that I witnessed, the type of behavior that I had to endure for all those years at the lowest of his lows, you know, there's no other way for me to describe it. It's just... It is just absolutely terrifying. It is... It it feeds on our fear. Um, and they know it. This is not some hidden dilemma with them. No, they know it. That's why the excuses come as soon as they have given it to you. Whatever it is. And it doesn't matter if it was a punch, kick, pinch, demeaning, belittle, mess with your cat, threw your dog across the room, um, beat your child for no reason, you know, um, took the money, spent it all. Now you got to find a way to pay rent, you know, all these things. As soon as they do it, they're going to throw the guilt on you. It's your fault. See what you made me do. And I'm sure a lot of you are going, uh-huh, yep, I get it, you know, because that's exactly what he did with me. And this is exactly what abusers do. This is their cycle. They fall into it. They get into it. They learn. This is something they've learned along the way. This isn't something that all of a sudden they met you and boom, I'm going to start abusing somebody. This has been a pattern of their behavior for a very long time. And in my case... I believe um, he's had a lot of that possibly throughout his childhood. Um, I know he, he had it at least throughout, throughout his adulthood. When exactly it started, I don't know. And to be perfectly honest, not my job to fix it. And that's a huge one as well. <laughs> so, um, But again, they will throw the blame on you 100%. You're going to be at fault for why they ain't got no job. And they're mad. You're going to be at fault why I lashed out. Why I called you names. It's your fault. You did this. Look what you did. 
you know, we all know what we've been through, you know. Um, the next part is then all of a sudden, after they start blaming you, and you're in this ball in the corner, you know, they wind up giving you, after that, they'll let, it, they'll let things calm down. Oh, you know, like they really care, okay? They don't. Um, then they turn into this normal behavior, which is so confusing. Anybody, but anybody who's gone through this. One moment you have a man raging at you. Then they throw the guilt on you that it's your fault of what you made them do. Which last I checked, you can't make an adult do anything. Okay. Um, especially, I mean, it's not like my hand was on you. It wasn't like my hand was in the back of you like a puppet. Nope, that's not how that works. Okay. They throw the excuses at you, like, you know, hey, it's your fault, and all this, you know, uh, or the guilt of saying it was all your fault. And then the excuses come. Oh, I'm so sorry, babe. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's all, you know, it's because I had a really bad day at work. Well, it's because our, our son is doing so terrible in school right now. Or, well, it's because all this pressure of, you know, we're not making a lot of money and, and we have so much money going out and, you know, well, the dog was barking or, or, well, I stubbed my toe five days ago. So, you know, oh, well, I saw I, the Super Bowl, you know, my team lost. So I'm still mad. I don't care what the excuse is. As ridiculous as some of those sound, those are actual real life excuses that men have given abusers have given let me specify that um because a real man won't abuse he won't he's not going to yell at you he's not going he just won't a real man is a real man you know somebody who protects that no this this is not it um and they kind of they do everything they can to regain that control trying to uh because they don't want you to run out and tell anybody. Like I said, that's their biggest thing um, of being caught. So after they plummeted you with, it's your fault. And now next thing you know, you're being lambasted with, well, I stubbed my toe and all that other nonsense. Okay. Of So that way, well, okay, he didn't mean it, you know. He knows we're going to rationalize it. Because as as females and as they at the longer they're with you, the easier it is for them to predict how you're going to behave. Just like the longer you're with somebody, especially once you start realizing that you are with with an abuser, the more you'll be able to start predicting some of their behavior or witness it or like identify it while it's happening. Go, oh my gosh, she is so doing this right now. You know, you can you see it. And there's nothing they can do about it. This is this is their this is what their norm is. They have to do steps to correct it. And there's nothing you can say or do that's going to do that. This is internal completely. And it's up to them to get that help. So um, after He's trying to go back to the calm, normal type of behavior to regain that control. Because now you are in a true point of confusion with them. 
And now they do this like honeymoon type stage where they're sweeping you off your feet. They'll bring flowers. They'll bring you gifts. They're so sweet and so nice. And they will make love to you like nobody's business. But that's not what this is. Do not allow any of that fleshy type of worldly stuff to come in. He's just placating you in essence. Okay? He's trying to give you what he thinks that you want. Or need in order to get you back in his corner for what is the main reason? Why? One, you're his supply. Plain and simple. Bottom line, you are his supply. He can do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants, in any way he wants. He has no boundaries. He's not, he doesn't even have any control, any, well, like I said, one of the most dangerous things, in my opinion, is is any human, to be perfectly honest, but especially a man without what I call, without boundaries. And if you don't have these boundaries, how on earth can you expect to control your behavior with someone else if you know you have all reign to do what you want, how you want to do it, whenever you want? You're not. You're going to have the biggest ego huge pride about it you're going to be you know but you, again there's like i said they don't want everybody to know about it they just want you to know he can do this at any point in time he chooses you know and after he starts lauding you with all of this love and affection and you know giving you hope like see oh this is just such hope we can do this again and you know no 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 <laughs> okay you know um he starts kind of planning it out, fantasizing about what his next rage moment will be. How is he going to justify it? What can I say or do that's going to make it where it's going to be okay on the next one? You know, um, and that's what it is. He's he is literally setting you up for that next period of abuse, and it goes over and over again. So once they get to that setup stage, they're trying to figure out how am I going to abuse her next? What am I going to say? What am I going to do? How can I blame this on her? What can I, you know, what can I use that's happened that I, you know, and I don't care if it's the smallest mistake or a big, huge mistake that you've made, or if you, you know, had a Freudian slip, it doesn't matter what it is. They're going to use it and they're going to blame you. And then they will continue it all over again. Then it goes right back to the abuse, guilt, excuses, normal behavior, fantasy, and sets you right back up again. Abusers take advantage of their position of power in order to control their partner. And we need to fully know that. And that wraps up this episode on the cycle of abuse. And I really hope this has helped everybody. Um, and if any of you guys um, just need somebody to talk to, have any questions, any concerns, please feel free to email me at love isn't hurt. Um, and or sorry, love isn't hurt at gmail.com. And I will see you guys at our next episode and have a wonderful, wonderful week. And be blessed and please be safe. Speak out. All right. Love you guys. Thank you.
Hello, hello, hello. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me today. Um, again, I have to say just an absolute thank you, thank you, thank you. We are up to 90 listeners, so I think that is huge. <laughs> so um, I'll be honest, I didn't expect much more than maybe 10 people to really listen to this. So um, I think it is just absolutely just (laughs) I am over the top with it so um, I do want to give an extra 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 thank you for everyone who has listened everyone who has told anybody about this podcast Um, like I said um, at the beginning of me even deciding to do this was so that way somebody else who was going through abuse like like myself then um either to help them find their path, their way, their journey, um, to be that voice to let them know you are not in this alone. Um, Or simply to help a friend who you see those signs that you know something is off. So I do appreciate and thank you from the bottom to the top throughout my heart and soul. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, Like I said, I, uh, I try to give you guys sound information um and hopefully you're able to do something with it in a more positive note than um not doing anything um because i think that is one of the worst things that we can do as um victims of abuse are um is that silent that silence is not our friend Silence is our enemy. Silence is the abuser's friend, not ours. So um, the more we can speak about it, the more we can hear about it, the more attention we can bring to it, the better off we will be. Um, and our, and as a society as a whole, it will bring us up. Um, so again, thank you. Um, and I want to make sure that I give you guys my um, email again. It is love isn't hurt at gmail.com that's l-o-v-e-i-s-n-t-h-u-r-t at gmail.com and if anybody would like to help support the podcast uh, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash domestic violence and you can donate it whatever amount you choose so um, and today's episode is going to be about the cycle of abuse Um, And I also want to give at the top of this as well is the domestic violence hotline. Um, There you can go. You can go to their website. You can talk to somebody. Um, They will do it confidentially, discreetly. Um, They are just an absolute, absolute resource that um, I used very early on in my stages of even realizing that I was being abused. They were part of that help so um their number is 1-800-799-7233 and uh you can also access that by going on the internet to the hotline.org that's t-h-e-h-o-t-l-i-n-e.org so hopefully um 
that can kind of help some of you guys out as well. And I also wanted to announce, <laughs> I have a couple of announcements this time. Um, there is actually a domestic violence training. If anybody is in like the Oregon area or you might even just be coming by, <laughs> um, there is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful training going on this Saturday, February 29th from 9 a.m to 12 p.m. at Trinity Lutheran Church in Dallas, Oregon. And um, this one is actually hosted by a uh, nonprofit called Restore My Soul Ministries. They are absolutely wonderful. You can go to restoremysoulministries.org. That's R-E-S-T-O-R-E-M-Y-S-O-U-L m-i-n-i-s-t-r-i-e-s dot org and you can register there um or just simply show to the uh to the trinity lutheran church in dallas and again the time it is february 29th from 9 to 12 and it is invite for anybody and everybody who just simply wants to know more about it and it isn't just for people who've been abused it's not for just for abusers it's for people who could be pastors could be ministry leaders friends community members everybody but everybody is welcome so um and um they are going to be having some wonderful guest speakers there um you're even going to hear um from in a victim of abuse herself who um she kind of tells her story of what took place with her and she i have heard her before she is just absolutely amazing um and the guest speaker stacy womack she's the founder of arms um she is part of the abuse recovery um she is oh my goodness she's just amazing so if you guys are in the area please come by if not there are always something going on um, every state, every city, every town, something going on. Um, and if it's not in your city or, or town, then there's something you can find probably within your state. Um, and there's always the internet as well. So I just wanted to get that kind of off the bat to kind of um, get right into our um, into the episode now. Um, like I said, we're going to be speaking of the cycle of abuse. And I will be...